0: In-floor heating has never been easier. WarmStep allows for safe installation for glue-down flooring and nail-down flooring directly over an in-floor electric heating system. Industry guidelines from the NWFA allow electric in-floor heating options that do not require the system to be embedded in cement. This means you can offer your customers a simpler, faster, and more cost-effective option for in-floor radiant heat. New construction or remodel, whole home or just a single room, WarmStep can provide comfort and warmth that your customers desire. ThermoSoft's WarmStep is tested and approved by many flooring adhesive and fastener manufacturers. Visit warmstep.com now to learn how to heat up your business with the best in-floor heating system for wood floors. For over a century, Duraseal has led the industry in providing stains, sealers, finishes, fillers, and maintenance products for you, the hardwood flooring professional. And with a large team of application experts and over 800 distributor locations, you can count on us to have your back every step of the way. To request a product demo or contact a sales rep, visit us at duraseal-wb.com. Hello, this is
1: Michael Martin, President and CEO of the National Wood Flooring Association, and you're listening to The Real Answers Podcast with me and Chris Zizza. Chris, how are you doing today?
2: Hey, I'm doing awesome. Today's
1: a good day. Good. It's good to have good days. Speaking of good days, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was at the NAFCD, the National Association of Floor Covering Distributors, annual meeting, and a lot of our a lot of our members were there exhibiting to the distri- distribution crowd. And um, you know, I was really surprised because there wasn't one talk about economic downturn or recession or anything of that nature. And their are economists that spoke. Um, Alan Boyle, you, I can never say his last name, right, but they're really well known in the distribution community and NAFCD uses them a lot um, just to give an an annual kind of outlook on what's coming up. And by and large, they think, you know, 2030 is when everything falls off a cliff. So if it's not 2030, everything's pretty good. But um, looking into next year, I did not hear anyone talking about, you know, the same kind of things that we're hearing in the news. So I just wanted to say that, like, Everybody seems busy. Everybody's got a good outlook. Everybody's got a good attitude. And it, I just don't see what we're seeing in the news showing up in the marketplace yet. I mean, I, if you talk to the manufacturers separately, you'll hear a little of that. We had our manufacturer summit um, just right before that meeting. And within that, you know, maybe in July or something uh Needs started falling off on wood. So um, we know the market has shrank, you know, to some degree, but I don't think it's as bad as what maybe people have let led us to believe. What are you hearing out there?
2: So I'll tell you, Mike, what do I think? I, I think after you know being out here for nearly four decades, which is scary in and of itself, I think when I look at the the economic scale, you know, going up and down, I just want us to be able to take this show. And teach the guys what they should be working on right now so that I hope none of you ever have to go through any of the bad that I ever went through over the course of my career or any of us have seen because we've been around long enough. You know, and let's remind the guys that are just as seasoned as me. Hey, remember when we had to go through this? So here's my point on what you just said. Yeah, the sky's definitely not falling. We, we still are. I'm doing monster Estimates, you know, still the large what we call the white elephant jobs. We're doing plenty of them and we're still quoting many of them into next year. So I think business is still good. But here's the other part you know, it's not business isn't just today's sales or this quarter versus last quarter or this year versus last year at this time, year to date. These are all things that we need to measure. Don't get me wrong. But What we also need to be focused on is all facets of the business. So right now, you guys know I like to talk about what are we working on. and, And if it's not exciting to you, I apologize. And if it is, then I suggest you try it. I had my office in the last week put together every cost year to date by category, by company, and by dollar. And what we're trying to look into is where are our costs right now? Because I think everybody's costs got a little bit out of control over the past year. You've seen some of this. Am I correct, Mike? Correct. So here's the thing. It's just like when the gas prices spike to five and then fall back just under four and everybody's excited that they're just under four, but nobody remembers that they used to be just over two. Right. So it's about getting us used to the new climate and what i like to try to do is tell everybody take your temperature take the temperature of the water we got to figure out where we are right now and these are important things to do to make sure that your company can survive everything at any given time so that's what i want to talk about today you got time for this buddy i do right on game on here we go um First thing I'd like to tell you to do, and you might not do this, but um, I'm going to give some credit to Mr. John Van. John Van was Van Mill Work Company, just an outstanding guy, great businessman, super knowledgeable and um, heavily stacked on the accounting side in his brain. I mean, he is a numbers guy and he's taught me mostly everything. He was one of the people that taught me about the garbage bag test years ago. So. I don't know how long ago we started doing them at CNR, but I'm talking about personal financial statements. And guys, if you're listening and you don't have one, or you've never done one, um, you know how to find me. You either have my cell phone or my email, and I know you guys have it because you're constantly reaching out. Um, But CZZA at cnrflooring.com, you're welcome to reach out. Or, Michael, I'll bet we probably have something at the NWFA and here's what I'm talking about. A personal financial statement is it's a form that you would fill out typically for your bank. But it asks every single question. I'm talking everything. They get pretty finite. And if you fill those out on an annual basis on yourself as the owner of your flooring company 4 or 5 years later, you should have, you know, 4 or 5 years worth of documents to be looking at. And that personal financial statement is supposed to be growing every year, guys, because that's why we're in business. We're in business to take care of our family and projections into the future so that, so that we can have something on the other end of the rainbow. And unless you're stopping and measuring and making sure that you're moving forward correctly, you don't know. And not knowing about the math is the most dangerous thing in your company. So, we don't do personal financial statements for the business because we just actually focus on what our costs are. And then we make sure we're selling at a right at the right price. And we know the business is growing, Um, but I do do them personally for myself. And I'd like to encourage you guys to do that. And again, like I said, John Zorno taught me that. And he said, if it's not changing every year, then something's wrong and you need to make a change.
1: So now, when you're doing uh, it on the on the personal side, like I understand the business, you know the business yep. statement. But on the on the personal side, are you talking about? Are you looking at your home value, or all your investments, or what? what as far as calculating those for, per year, too. Yes. So you're looking at really your total net assets and and what you're worth.
2: Absolutely, net assets and what you're worth, and and that's not just to make you feel good about yourself, but. You know, what it does make you look at when your bank is the one looking, they ask all the right questions like and because the bank wants you to stay out of trouble, too. And I, I'm sure most of you guys like me, I'm the personal guarantee guarantor guarantor um, for CNR flooring. So I have to fill these out for my bank. Regardless, and and the first time I complained about it is when John said, no, you need to be doing that anyway, my friend. And so. Yeah. I mean, we own some real estate, you know, it's been, you know, 40 years in business, so I hope I've accumulated something. And so you look at your real estate and you see how that's buying down. Um, when we did the one this year, I realized that I'm in my 10th year with the mortgage with SBA and I can now pay that one off. Should I wish to without a penalty? Now, if I, if I wasn't doing, you know, taking my temperature every year, I wouldn't even have known that fun fact. And which also means if I decided, hey, I want to sell my building right now, I can sell it now without penalty through the SBA because we've had it long enough. And those those are not questions you think of every day, you know. Right. Um, And when you get to your bottom line, it's fun. There are things I was looking at, you know, years ago, you could see, you know, a vehicle maybe you bought five years ago. And now that's and, you know, it's not on it's not a, a cost anymore because you own it outright. Things of those nature. Um, it just tells you where you are and what you need to think about. And I'm here to tell you that if you're not doing that, I'd like you to think about doing it because measuring where you are is only going to tell you where you're going.
1: So it's kind of like, it's kind of like a tune up. So you go to the, you know, you take your car in for a tune up and you also go to the doctor once, hopefully once a year and get your physical. Do you ever track anything personally, like your, your weight or your drinking or your, Uh, Any of the things that you want personal goals around?
2: Well, the way if if you're like me, (laughs) my father used to say, you are what I was. I am what you will be. And I can't tell you how correct he was, particularly when it comes to your health and your body. So I I strongly recommend you pick maximum weight and you never let yourself get to it. Take your maximum weight that you're never going to absolutely allow yourself to get to back five pounds off of that and make that the the weight when you're going to go into full panic and get your ass back to the gym. Because um, I started that practice not too long ago, uh, probably somewhere in my 50s and now I'm 56 and you just can't afford to let yourself just keep deteriorating and you can't afford to let your business keep deteriorating. So I will tell you this, while none of that is on my personal financial statement, it is out there with my personal goals.
1: Well, I'm just thinking, you know, sometimes they're tied together. So if I have more money, what would I do personally? Or if I personally need to make a change, how does that impact my, my business? You know, if it's time that you yourself need to get off your knees and not install or uh, you want to back out of doing you know sand and finish jobs on your own then what do you need in order to make that to make that happen in your business
2: so i agree 100% i mean and and don't misunderstand my my comments here because personal physical and mental health is paramount to running the business but it really takes a long time to start realizing that you you don't need to freak out at every moment And, you know, I've got there's a company that I'm coaching out there um, that calls me pretty regularly. And he was having a problem with scheduling personal time to work on the business. Now, let me rephrase what he was talking about. He is being pulled in every direction while his company grows. And he was complaining that he doesn't have any time to get in front of the computer and do what needs to happen in the business. And the problem right there is these items have to happen, and he's having growing pains in a good way, but he can't handle where he is right now. So he's like, "What do I? What do I do about that?" And believe it or not, he now has on his schedule—he um, calls it EFT for Executive Focus Time—and what he's doing is actually blocking one and two hour blocks in his schedule so that he can attend to the things that the business needs now i'm telling you right now that company is on the cusp of needing a manager but i don't want him to get one just yet because i want him to handle that management section first and then he knows how to hand it off to the person he's going to need in probably another six months if he keeps growing the way he's growing but again to what we're discussing today He's measuring his time. you got to measure everything. And, And I've been a victim of not having enough time. And if I click on my schedule, I happen to have my computer right in front of me right now. And I know Steve Bratton and I have discussed this, and he's amazed that I do it. But on my calendar right now, on Monday morning from 7 to 10.30, it says no appointments. And on Friday afternoon from 1 to 5, it says no appointments. And that's so I can start every week and finish every week making sure that there are no details that I didn't get to take care of. So, well, put those things in your schedule guys, because you're gonna find that it's gonna help. It also, what it also helps you do is, when us as owners get that all important call about that big job, and they're like, when can I see you? I need you to be here as soon as possible. You know those two blocks, and I'm not opposed to throwing one in there on a Wednesday too, if you want three slots in the week where you can work on things. These are just time management skills that that you need to do. And then when you're sitting there and you're going through all the costs of a whole year, believe me, guys, there is stuff that's going to jump out at you and you're going to go, why am I paying that much for that? And it's because you weren't looking.
1: Excellent point. You know what, this is probably a good time. This is the last podcast of the year. So this is a good time to maybe talk a little bit about what we're going to do next year. And we're going to structure this a little bit different. Um, I think our goals setting out to do the Real Answers podcast was to to help people grow their business, to help people know and have a resource for how you work in a small business and and keep growing it. Um, Perhaps sometimes, you know, We all get to the point where we know everything we know, but we don't know what we don't know. And so it's really hard to figure out what that next step is if you haven't already been there sometimes. So going into next year, we're going to tie this to some resources for you um, by following the Small Business Administration's Plan for Growing a Business for creating and growing a business, and so even if you even if you've been in business for twenty years, there are tips that you can pick up from looking at how the SBA recommends you start your business, and then we'll take a look at how how you've done in, in comparison to that, and have some real world answers from you on what those what those ideas are. And we've lined up a number of special guests to come on with us to talk about areas of specialty, whether it's finance or marketing or sales or whatever the the general business principle is. Somebody from our industry who can who can speak to that. Or from the accounting profession, what do you think about that, Ziza?
2: I think it's awesome, and I'm excited about 2023 and going in that direction and putting a little more structure behind what we're trying to teach you guys. And you know, we're not trying to teach you anything in a a condescending way of "Hey, I've already done this, so you know you need to do it exactly the way I did it," Um, because that's not it. You need to do what's right for you for your family and your business. But I'm telling you right now. The advice we're given on how to measure and what to measure is real, and the the sooner you pay attention to that in your career, the better your company and your personal life is going to be, as as you go through your first decade, your second decade, and your third decade.
1: Well, I think that's a great place to end the year. It's been a pleasure being on the being on the uh, podcast with you all. I guess the last two and a half years we've done this. So uh, thanks for your dedication and and keeping the voice out there and,
2: and, you know, keeping it real. Absolutely, man. Keep it real, everybody. Enjoy what's ahead. And uh, I'm really looking forward to jumping into 2023 together.